bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Shucking oysters. On the first show of the new year, here it is, the Modern Eater Show, live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. This is a cool one, man. I don't know, Brian, uh, fast or slow, what do you like? I like it fast, man. I like efficiency. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done. <laughs> Sometimes you got to, Jay, what? I'm sorry, man. I, was, I told Ben, I'm like, well, I'm like, you don't have to go too fast with these opening ones. I just want to get a video right of it. Yeah, and it's like you, the music's barely over. He's like, all right, what's next? When you're an oyster <laughs> shucking champion, you can't go slow anymore, can you? Ben Wolven, how are you doing from Marin on the show with us tonight? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, lads. Yeah, lads. Yeah, yeah why not? I like that. <laughs> a boy from Maine. Born and raised, yeah. Been under about uh, 11 years now. Where'd the accent go? Uh, <laughs> you don't take the Kata Bahaba? No, try not to. <laughs> you still have it in there somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. You go a, home, it just comes out immediately, right? A couple right? Woody Creeks later, you know? Yeah, that's so. right. We're going to talk about some yeah. Woody Creek as well. Uh, here we are at New Year's. Uh, the whole cast and crew's with us. Greg Holland back. Brian Freeman, Little Rich Snyder, Kenyon, George, Dave Avery. It's a good time here. Jay Parker, uh, welcome to the new year. Thank you for having me. I know. Busy, as <laughs> always. we got a lot of ground to cover tonight. We're going to catch up with Ben Wolven here and uh, from Marin. We really, uh, you've been on the books for a while. You've been kind of the talk inside the studio of, like, we can't wait to get this guy. Because there's so many things we want to do to you. We don't, <laughs> so in, you in, in a weird way. Yeah, just, that like, sounds weird, doesn't yeah, it? Like, yeah. do we want him to eat it? No, we don't want him to bastardize what he does and eat a thousand of those things. We studied every world record that has to do with oysters. <laughs> do you know them? Uh, I know a, a couple of the guys, but uh, not. Not the guys, the records. Uh, I tell you, the Black Widow. No, the, what's the, the eater? Black Widow? Oh, she ate like oh, 40 yes. dozen. See, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so in three minutes, what do you think the world champion for oysters yeah. opened? Shocking. Yeah. Oh, uh, three minutes. That's that's debatable because. What do you mean it's debatable? That's, they did a, a number. Are you talking about Shucker Patty? Out of on. Uh, <laughs> this person's from the UK. I mean, I could look them up. Oh, fair enough. But, uh, well, you know, like, cause there's different uh, competitions out there. Some are open and clean, some are just open off the top shelves, some are. You know, so on and so forth. I, I, I got to tell you, though, I like that you don't know information about that because what I do know that he does know is where good oysters come from. Yeah, and so what do you home. prefer, Atlantic, Pacific? You, I mean, I like to sit down at an oyster bar in Denver, Colorado, and have a little bit of both, you know? Nice. Nice. So, okay. The fresh ones. Prefer, uh, prefer See, I'm, uh, I'm more of a salty guy. Yeah. So, personally. Cold water. Yeah. Big time. I like, you know, I like a firm oyster. Uh, colder water is going to create that. Higher glycogen levels, you know, I can get into scientific terms, but ultimately the colder water is going to be the, the sweeter of, of them all. But is it? And so, and the sweeter is saltier. Wait a minute. You don't no. want to know how many oysters he can shuck in a I minute? don't care, man. I care about really? eating a All good right. oyster, man. It doesn't. Wait, hold that on, kind hold of on. information is just what? trivia for, you know, really? Jeopardy. Okay, yeah. we're not even going to talk about your skills. You're, you're highly. <laughs> we won't even do that because Brian doesn't want to talk about I think it's interesting myself. Yeah. And uh, apparently a lot of other people do because they have festivals around these types of things, right? Oh, big time. Yeah, we uh, all over the country and all over the world, really. Um, we have one here in um, Denver, the High West Oyster Fest. that happens right around uh, the end of March. So here's the shucker patty right here. 
39 oysters in a minute. Yes, 39 in one minute. You did how many? 12? Yeah, I mean, I could do I could do a dozen in a minute, but I could do way more. It's just top shell. You know, really? at the end of the day, you want to have a beautiful oyster to, okay. to, to put on a plate. Yeah. And, um, I'm sorry, this is Jay. Let me chime in, Ben, real quick. What, what's the difference between, like, so, like, this guy did 39 in a minute, yeah. right? What's what's the, the difference in, like, okay, yeah, but he could have just dug it and thrown it and then dug it and, th- and throw it, and, that, and then they count that as one versus, like, 12 in a minute, which, by the way, is still amazing. Of course. And, and they, and it's, uh, but you do it different, like, it looks nicer. Is there any difference yeah. in those things? I mean, I could order, I mean, I, I could open 39 oysters with a hammer. You know, you wouldn't eat them, though. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you. So let me ask this. Uh, when you go for the larger or the smaller, is there a certain kind of oyster that's easier to shuck? If you're at home and you're like, Good I'm going to go pick up something from the grocery store, what would be something for the novice to try to work their way into? Oh, geez. I really love the Beausoleil's out of uh, uh, Canada on the East Coast Atlantic Oyster out of uh, New Brunswick. Uh, the, the Lucky Limes out of PEI are beautiful. Um, there's, there's a number of great Canadian oysters out there. It's really cold water. And then you go down to Maine. Um, and then mm-hmm. the way the glacier kind of swept out into the ocean mm-hmm. uh, has created all these different microclimates that have beautiful flavors uh, coming from all over the place, you know. Uh, you, can, you can travel literally hundreds of yards up, up a different river and have different flavored oysters. Some people would say the farther you travel, travel south, the grosser they get. I will never say that, but I will say that you might have a higher chance of getting sick. Well, I was going to actually ask that question. Is there any place that you would say it's really sad because we used to get really good oysters from there, but because of whether it's pollution or environmental contamination, something, what, is there anything like that? Because now red tide has shifted the way people are eating stuff around Florida. Uh, Yeah, BP really did the number on the Gulf, but I don't want to get into that too much. It's not about the oyster anymore. But is it, but is there, are there places that you don't, you don't get oysters from anymore? Um, I won't serve them from. I mean, anybody can get them from wherever they want. You know, it's the water they uh-huh. dip their toes in as a kid. And um, you're pretty politically correct, and I, which I, I like understand. It, yeah. I, like, I like it. But we're going to go to an oyster farmer in Maine, right? Yeah. In oh, the yeah. next segment, guy's been drinking beer and he's about to watch the Patriots game, yeah. right? And and Don, keep an eye back in iHeart Studios. Don, keep an eye on the button. We don't know what he'll possibly <laughs> say. But it's like the wild, wild west of oysters right now, isn't it? Absolutely. Regulation that's happening. Can you give us a little taste of what's happening right now off the coast of Maine? Yeah, they really loosened up regulations and kind of gave away the entire uh, coast out of Maine. Um, for the betterment uh, of, of this local fisheries. Um, so everybody kind of has their own stake now. Um, as um, The lobster guys. Have as it, though, the lo- right? yeah, yeah, the lobsters. As the lobsters kind of get traps down low. As they, as they get uh, the water start to warm, um, you know, we want to have that local economy still flourish and, not, and still be based on not only the, the logging but also uh, shellfish. But and just some legislation was passed in the past couple of weeks, right? It's turned everything on its ear. They're saying Merry Christmas to the to One, the oyster farmers. One thousand percent, yeah, yeah. So life is good right now for them. Yeah, yep. So on a give me give us an idea, our listeners again. But Ben Wolf and Marin, they call you the oyster sorcerer or yeah. the sorcerer, <laughs> right? I mean, you're sourcing oysters from Marin. You you live it. It's a passion of yours. It oysters. is. Yeah, I mean the passion, the ocean, uh, terroir, marowar, whatever you want to call it. Um, like I said, you can have oysters from just up the creek and and have them taste completely different. But at the end of the day, it's still you know it's a. I'm going to say it. It's vegan. You know, these are underwater creatures that. 
um, are more like leaves on a tree than, you know, anything else. Uh, they add nitrogen and oxygen and um, uh, try and sell that to a vegan. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, they won't even eat honey. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? one of the only things in this world to give back when they take, and I can appreciate that. That's right. So. Who we get? We Ryan Conklin, he's here with us as well. Southern, Glazer Wine and Spirits, thank you for coming here with us tonight. Yeah, you're very welcome. Yeah, we're going to do some cocktailing. as we, So pairing oysters with cocktails, right? It's a classic. It is a classic, but martini. Yeah, yeah well. Right. Got to have a little salty. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a uh, martini this evening uh, with the oysters. Uh, it's going to be a little twist on the classic. We're going <clears> to <throat> we're going to introduce Le Blanc and just a little bit of absinthe, since absinthe is also kind of a nice pairing with oysters wait. as well. Yeah. And is that going to be a vodka or a gin? It will be Woody Creek's vodka. Nice. Okay. Based coming out of uh, the Roaring Fork Valley of Aspen. Thank you awesome. for representing them tonight. I yeah, know we yeah. talked to some of the guys from the distillery earlier. They were excited to have you here. So fantastic, and thank you for that. Stick around. You're going to be with us for the next couple of segments. We'll start doing some cocktails. We'll uh, talk to the, what's his name? Uh, in May. John. 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 John, yeah. Jay, you've talked to him already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we, we talked kid. about Tom Brady the whole thing. Oh, no. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, like, I like the area. I love the region. Maine, I lived there for a, a teeny little stretch. It was fun. Um, the unique people truly are. <laughs> a lot of people never get out. Yeah, unique is a good and word They for get it. out there somewhere in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? They don't like mass holes. They don't like the um, uh, people from Michigan, right? Yeah. Do you? I don't no, know. At the end of the day, it's just hard work. That's what we appreciate, you know? Uh-huh. I get it. Um, we'll be back right here. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. That was a great opening segment. Holy cow. Best one of 2020 yet. I've got my new friends, Tamir and Chantel from Novel Strand Brewing. Check this, what they brought. So this is a little bit of a teaser. You gave me an elevator speech, and... He's got it down. Give me that elevator speech. So we brought a beer called Dancing with the Moon. In our opinion, it's probably the best beer we've ever made. It's also the beer that Chantel and I made for our wedding. Uh, we both own the brewery along with our friend Diana Coker. Uh, and it was also just voted as one of the best beers in Denver and Colorado for 2019. So we thought it would be fun to bring it and share it. Man, so they're, uh, stay tuned. They're going to be up here on the table showing and 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 actually opening this up for the first time we're gonna be drinking the beer he's pretty darn proud of this beer i'm I'm looking forward to hearing and learning more about you and your business thank you kindly we'll see you in a minute fantastic stay tuned we'll be right back (laughs) school of business at arizona state university offered 100 percent online text test to 79645 That's T-E-S-T to 79645. Modern Eater family, it's Little Rich. Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of the Modern Eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert... Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt. The absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward 
customer service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert, too, by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374. For the best and most reliable insurance coverage, that's 970-679-7374. It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's award-winning Belgian-style brewery. I am very pleased to tell you that our new tap room at Colfax and York in Congress Park is now open, and it is a unique experience. It's close to great restaurants, has a big sunny patio for warmer days, will feature live music, and it has a very cool contemporary Belgian-style bar and tap room. To celebrate our second location, we have 18 beers on tap, including several limited-edition sour and barrel-aged beers. For some holiday good cheer, try our figgy pudding and our unique champagne beer, Brut Le Grand. Check it all out on our website, brewsbeers.com. John is ready to go on the phone. R-U-Z at 67th and Pecos and yep, you're welcome. Congress Park at Colfax in York. Join us this week at either location for some serious Belgian-style badassery. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from the... 30 seconds. Favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At the Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients. Or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of Four My Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, back to StudioKitchen.com. Full value. The Modern Eater website is so cool. Man, Brian, I was just on there today looking around. Jay's doing a great job. Last week, uh, the TME crew can actually cook. We cooked in the kitchen last week, and we looked I saw that. back yep. at 2019. I saw a little it was of our a cool video. 2019, awesome. and all of the videos. Um, each week's show is on the website, themoderneater.com. It's your one-stop shop. And while you're there, why not peek in on the listen, or watch the show live? Yeah, on our U- because we've got it on the YouTube channel now, which is super cool. Sign and up for that as a subscription. Well, we're everywhere, but just go to the Modern Eater. Yeah, go to the Modern Eater show, and you can we're sign up for the YouTube live. directly for them there. Streaming is currently offline. <laughs> just as I say that, I seriously go to the website, and, and I'm promoting that you know we're live on. We're live. It's not there. I'll fix it during the next break when uh, yeah we'll continue in, in the kitchen. You and should we're gonna, fix it because I'm drooling over these. Oysters, as man. much as you didn't want to, and again, we're talking to Ben Wolven, yes. Marin, mm-hmm. uh, about oysters. And I know you love oysters, Brian, and oh, you yes, want to flex your oyster knowledge. I don't know much about oysters. I know what the ones that I think are delicious. Do you like saltier, saltier, like salty. watery, yeah. more the? Yeah. That'd be the West Coast, right? Yeah. But go ahead. You know, it, it, 
it depends on where they're coming from, but also like how far up the inlet, you know, it, there's so many different factors that, that kind of align with that. Sometimes you get salt on the, on the beginning with an East Coast oyster and salt on the end with a West Coast oyster. Oh, we so. are. I'm sorry. I was wrong. We are. Streaming. There we are. There you're looking great, Brian. So, themoderneater.com, you can watch this. In the meantime, in between time, let's head on up to Maine right now. I believe a friend of yours and a uh, partner. Yeah, John. It's not crime these days. <laughs> yeah. It's actually, this is good stuff. Good stuff's going on in John Harrigill, right? Yeah, that's the one. John. Hello. How are you? John, you there? Hey, bud. What are you guys up to? <laughs> Nothing. Doing a live show, talking to you, you know. Not watching the Patriots game. Don't tell the score either. <laughs> it's almost game time. Almost game time. But oysters are high on the list of awesomeness, too. Well, I'm so. glad we could pull you away. We have a friend of yours, Ben Wolven, here with us, and he's actually shucking. Are these oysters from his farm now? How cool would that be? Uh, no, these aren't actually from his farm, but he does send these out to me um, just slightly off. Uh, and also good friends of John and myself now these days. Um, we have Love Point oysters, and we have the Aphrodite oysters, um, which are pretty beautiful. You guys want to try a couple? Oh, yeah, yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Here. Now, while, while we're trying these, right, and there, thank you for opening them up for us, um, We've got John on the line. We wouldn't do justice in a great interview with him. I know I could throw him a few questions. But, Ben, put on your interview hat and just get the best out of John yeah, for us fair right enough. now. Hey, John, what, what do you do? What does what it mean, Oyster so, Company? I mean, so, I mean the Oyster Company, you know, it just started as a farm. I am an Oyster Farmer myself. So about four years ago, um, started a little uh, that's a boutique farm. We produce like 20 to 45 oysters a year, but... Farm kind of turned into doing events, and then it kind of turned into getting an oyster bar. Now it's kind of turned into really, I mean, I love building community. I love experiences, and the oyster and just the state of Maine just are just two really phenomenal things. So I'm kind of just trying to bring the oyster and the state of Maine to the world with a really genuine goal of trying to keep prices high for the farmers and the sustainable industry here in Maine and just kind of have a good time and a fun time throughout it. Yeah, how, how long how long have you been doing the, the main oyster company? So we we officially opened a restaurant about a year and a half ago and the farm's probably about three three to four years old. So so pretty pretty new. Things have really ramped up in the last I would say year or so. I'm I'm looking at the website here, guys. Um, John on the phone with us from Maine. Where exactly are you in Maine? So as I as I speak to you now, I'm actually in Bath, Maine, which is in between uh, Pittsburgh, where our farm is, and then Portland, where our restaurant is. So you, you could call it kind of like Greater Portland, Mid Coast, uh, Maine. So these so these oysters Maine. that we're shucking right now are not actually John's oysters, but John does have an oyster farm um, just up in Pittsburgh. You want to talk a little about base camp and what you got going on down there? Yeah, so, so base camp is, I mean, it's like last summer it's my entire life in Maine. It's kind of like your quintessential little classic fishing village where I kind of grew up. And now we have this just really sweet property on the on the coast that um, was going to be a restaurant that now um, we've kind of converted to almost like a clubhouse. And then um, base camp ultimately started to do farm tours and doing you know, just oyster retreats where people would come stay. Kind of just like fully immersed in um, in the kind of the way of Maine and the way of the oyster farmer. Um, it's, really, it's kind of a special property on the coast of Maine. It's, it's really unique. Really uh, no, that's cool. I, I, I did, uh, John, I, this is Greg, uh, I did some time in Maine. I actually lived in 
place called Gray, Maine, which I'm sure you're familiar with uh, near Wyndham. And then, uh, yeah, my, my old man, he had a place also in Cape Elizabeth. So I'd go down to Cape oh, Elizabeth, yeah. hang out down there a little bit. I love the area. Uh, one of the things that's very obvious is uh, the climate gets really cold and dark early. I mean, just uh, so dark, so early, and so cold that some of the months are, are, are as you would say in Maine, wicked hard to get through. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, listening yeah. to you and hearing you talk, you have a great passion for what you do. And I heard you say, um, just have a good time and be happy doing this. How do you keep that demeanor throughout the years, especially when you're just freezing your toes off? What was that last part? Sorry, but warm so boots. What was warm boots, yeah. Warm, <laughs> warm boots is the uh, answer to what I had to say there. No, it's cool what you're doing here. We're looking at your website. Hopefully, I'm on the right one right here. Is this is this the website? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, and if you go there, uh, the Bain Oyster Company backslash uh, my last name, Wolven, uh, you can receive, uh, I think it's 10% off uh, your, your, your order. Look at you, Wolven. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you snuck that in there. <laughs> a little product, a little shout out. I, I like that a lot. But that's it's, what I'm trying to do, though. It's uh, out to the consumer. I mean, we have a lot of supply coming online. Your your partnerships seem to be pretty deep here. Um, Farm to Slurp uh, certified oysters. And it looks like you're working with, I don't know, a couple dozen different farms in order to um, source here. Yeah, I mean, we we just had a really, I mean, when Ben Ben actually came out and we had, um, this this is the second year we made Oyster Fest. We had um, 30, I think 32 farms. Came to it, and it's just really pretty, pretty cool to see. I mean, so we source from all of them as much as we can and try to be there as possible. But it's kind of like an explosion of oysters. It's really neat that everyone kind of got into the whole industry. Really, not for the money. It's really for a passion for the ocean, a passion for May, a passion for the environment. Um, it's just it's a pretty cool um, space to be kind of in. And then to really start bringing it to places like Colorado is just I mean, it's really, really special. To see I, I hear you. I hear you're from. gonna, John. I hear you're gonna be out here in a month or so to um, come see what we're doing out here and where these uh, the the end result of where the oysters go. Yes. No. I, that is going to happen. We need to, we need to nail down a date. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get in here. We bring in Boomshakalaka to Denver. <laughs> So um, everybody's kind of doing a little dance there in Maine, but the the lobster farmers, um, you know, the deregulation of using some of the, uh, the government's land has really kind of turned things on its ear there. What's what's the word on the street there? So, so you may know more than me on that, honestly. I didn't know they deregulated in the industry. I think the industry has been really, really strong, and I think it continues to be strong, and it's been it's been neat to see. I mean, so it's not just the oysters. Aquaculture, let's say, and they just really start to grow. Which you grow in the winter. Um, some lobster now have been starting to do seaweed in the winter, and then the lobster in the summer. And the whole industry. It's kind of a hedge on the lobster industry, as I think the lobsters. Who knows what's going to happen with this? The whole world, but if, if the lobsters go away from Maine, the um, these different products like oysters, scallops, seaweed, mussels. It would really be a saving grace for the whole for our economy, for the working world. I mean, there's such a special way of life here. I think that's what kind of people gravitate to. They all, all kind of uniqueness and love for the ocean and the environment. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see how things unfold on a larger scale item. 
Um, but right now, the last year just seems pretty pretty strong, and Tennessee trying to work with them as much as against them, and change is always challenging in any industry, and it's figuring the best ways to move forward so that change is, um, works um, together collaboratively versus at an opposition one another. Hey, John, uh, this is Brian. What is your uh, largest harvest ever been? So my personal harvest for my farm? Yeah. So, so it's, <laughs> that's the goal for 2020 to try to get a little better on how much I'm really harvested. But, so, I mean, I'll go out. My farm is, is small, and I'll, I'll get anywhere from 100 to 500 oysters at a time. 500 would be a lot, but it's so it's not it's, – so it's – it's not a large harvest, my personal farm, and I really pour my oysters into a restaurant and then to ship out to different places. And John, is that a daily harvest or is that a weekly? How, how, what's the frequency of that? That's, that's kind of like when I have the time and the energy and we need them. That would be anywhere from like every few days, every couple of weeks. <laughs> it's, it's not the, the farm itself is it's just one component. I mean, I'm really all about bringing all the farms at the the state together, but my that is a hope this next year get a little more focused on having the farm consistently produce. But but it's hard. They grow at different rates and you gotta spend a lot of time to store them and organize them. It's not a not an easy endeavor. But um so it, it varies. For sure. like- and then in the winter they kinda go to sleep. So you're not really harvesting too much now. My farm anyway. What John's done a really incredible job doing is, is bringing all the main oyster companies uh, the main oyster growers together that, yeah. and getting that out to the, to the mass public because, you know, without that, a lot of people wouldn't be able to reach the, the different demographics, uh, demographics, different markets all across the You're country. You're like the Jimmy Hoffa of, of oysters over there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I call it the rising shell raises all, rising tide raises all shells in the tide. And we don't have to, like, work at opposition to one another. There's such, we have such a good product and, like, work to push this product out versus competing with one another so it's, and it's not just me it's everyone working together it is yeah. so far it's been a really neat industry on that front and just people like Ben in Denver or the restaurant Chicago or Nebraska or Minnesota where we ship to everyone's really in the same kind of really cares about the product cares about the story cares about the experience so it's um it's not I mean you need economics to sustain it but it's not that's not the reason I'm doing it, or any of these really farms are doing it by and large. Hey, John, thank you for your time, man. Uh, keep yes, beating the you. drum. It sounds like you're, you're a great guy. I can't. I hope when you're in town we can come over here and meet us or we can have some dinner at Marin or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, Brady's had too many Super Bowls, so I'm just going to leave that at there. You know, <laughs> come on, you don't need to be greedy. Let's, hey, let's, just, keep it, let's just keep it on oysters, okay? Let's keep it on oysters. Hey, John, it's Jay. I spoke to you on the phone uh, yesterday about yeah. today. Before you go, man, I just wanted to tell you one thing. Go Pats. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's co- I already told him that's coming from a guy who doesn't care, you know. But in, know, in, in, in the world of not caring, I'm I'm on this. I'm I'm with John tonight. <laughs> you can have it this year, man. Oh. Broncos will be back next year for you. <laughs> thank you, guys. No, I mean, thank Ben. Is. Ben's the reason that this is happening. It's not me. It's Ben, and it's actually another farmer who connected Ben and I. So that's really the going working together collaboration well, i'll tell you really what man turn that patriots game off just head on over to the modern eater.com on your uh, smart tv and watch <laughs> the remainder of the show 
You give more value to that. We'll feature Ben some more here. Thanks, John. There's John. We're going to take a break here. It's uh, past 630 on 630 KHOW, iHeartRadio station. We're going to continue. Again, Ben Wolven here with us from Marin. Now we are going to get into seeing those beautiful hands go quick, man. That's right. That's it. I'm ter- I, I don't even want to uh, try because I am accident prone, man. And I'll do whatever you did to your wrist there. I don't know if that <laughs> no, this was is a- just a stair climbing injury. Okay, and then we'll make the cocktail too with Ryan Conklin when we get back right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, I got my new friend Landon Harmon from Bearded Man Coffee over here. That's some coffee, baby. That's the coffee right there, man. man Absolutely. T- and so you're going to be on a little bit later. Tell us what you brought. Well, I actually brought a couple things tonight, but tonight nice. uh, in my hand is uh, one of our uh, best sellers, which is our bourbon-infused uh, Brazilian bean coffee. It's called the Moonshiner. It, uh, it's uh, no alcohol, so it's, it's, it's safe for uh, all ages. But Okay, but even without the alcohol, is that going to stunt my growth? Um, I think you're a lost cause in that one, buddy. I think it's a little late for me. It, it'll help late you with your beard, though. If you want to, <laughs> that's how I got my beard growing so long. I know. And so. Obviously, a ZZ Top fan, too. ZZ Top fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we're excited to be here tonight. Oh, Love thank it. you so much. And you brought another t- another coffee with you, too. So, yeah, we brought our Stubble, which is our signature blend. We actually have 19 different roasts that we do. Holy cow. Um, I can't really choose, you know, what to bring each time. So I just grabbed a couple that uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. So that's what we did. Stick around. You're going to learn about some great Colorado coffee Absolutely. from this dude. None better. We've got some sponsors, some words from The Goods, Arden Mills, 4th, and Aspen Baking. Our friends at Aspen Baking coming right up. Ooh, that was tight. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you, brother. <laughs> Local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar. Have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking and a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at the goods. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional... One minute to live read. Whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Taxes, payroll, and workman's comp. Ugh. If you're a business owner, I bet hearing me say those dirty words made you cringe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Berry with Forth, and I know growing and managing a business can seem overwhelming and just daunting at times. But at Forth, we've got you covered. Forth knows you want to take your business to the next level. Forth was 30 seconds till I read. Will allow you to free up your time and resources to do what you do best, grow and manage your business. Call me. Let's talk about how I can help. 720-436-8047. That's 720 720- 
520-436-8047. Rebecca with fourth. Hey, brewery and like restaurant owners, reward. listen up. Do you want to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas? 15 seconds. Do Saving money is making money. Your savings is just a phone call away. Call Brian Rizzuto now, 720-245-771. It's Encore Energy. I'll ride back to the show in just a second, but before we do that, it's time to talk bread and specifically Aspen Baking Company here local. Uh, how's your Aspen? Hashtag, that's what they use, and they're doing hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, and more. Just go to aspenbaking.com for all the good stuff, but they don't have the bad stuff like preservatives and artificial coloring and chemicals in any of their breads. Brian Freeman, you love bread? I love bread, and I love their box lunch. There you go. Catering. They do catering with delicious Rome sausage, too. So AspenBaking.com is where you want to go for the freshest bread in town, local, made right, no preservatives. I'm going to say the website again, and then we're going right back into some shucking with Ben Wolven from Morin. So it's AspenBaking.com. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. (laughs) That'll get me in trouble. Ride it like you stole it, drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Thank you very much, Michael Myers. This uh, segment brought to you by Hot Schedules by Fourth. And you just heard the ad for the payroll services. Sitting down with Rebecca Berry, let me tell you, if you give her an opportunity of how she can get your business from being kind of, you know, you put together four or five lo- different locations, restaurants, and now you got to legitimize. Now you got to get everything streamlined. Fourth can help you do that. She'll uh, educate you, that's out. for sure. Oh, I know she will. Back to the show right now, and Ben Wolven from Marin, and then we also have a new friend here, Ryan Conklin, and I said, Brian, i got to have you back, man. You have so much, and I feel terrible that, you know, here you are with all these uh, skills and, and great looks that we're just using you as a, as a prop here. Just but a you, prop tonight. You're going to make some uh, drinks, right? Yeah, I'm going to make you all some martinis to go with these delicious oysters and hopefully some caviar. Well, and Ryan, tell everyone your title and who you, who you work for. So I work with Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits, and my role with the company is, a, is as the director of mixology and spirits education. How do I get that title? I like that. They pay you <laughs> I to like do that? that title. They pay me to do that. Uh, oh, you got to drink and pay attention a little. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can do one of the two. We'll let you guess which one. All right, fire off some cocktails. We'll do the play-by-play. Ben, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to do a dozen oysters uh, as fast and as clean as possible. And then, Ben, would you encourage people to watch this online right now? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, go to themoderneater.com. Hopefully no blood. That's that's a disqualification. (laughs) That is a disqualification. Yeah, shout out to Style Boys. Go ahead. What do you do? All right, here we go. Uh, A dozen oysters. Go. And you can talk. We can talk to you, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. What, what do you want to know? And are we timing this here? Did we? He's I will gonna... tell you. I, I told you my flavor profile, and I saw you laugh about so that. So he's you about. Say, so is there something bad when you say salty? Is right. that? Oh no. Does you, it? You know, salty is important, right? So you got that brininess, brininess, and you're gonna have your tertiary kind of flavor profiles that are gonna come through um, with the salt, right? So salt's kind of the liftoff point, as you would. You know, figure well, it. and maybe it is just briny. Is that is that a better descriptive word for yeah, I would, I would, the would, flavor of these oysters? That what? Where would you go with these? Because I lean, thought they're great. I'd lean towards brine. Brine, just okay. a concept. But you know, there's really no wrong way to say it or eat it or whatever. You're thirty sure. seconds in, okay, Ben. You're thirty. And seconds he's got in. six down. And, and then, <laughs> how do you approach this? So you always want to face away from you, right? You don't want to go right towards your heart. 
Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't suck torture. <laughs> you don't want to shut torture heart. Usually not on on, uh, on live live radio either. You but do you know, we're going to break the laws today. But, and there's a specific knife, right? That you use. It's a shucking knife, right? Yeah, you know, I've run through a bunch in my lifetime, but I, I, I eventually came up with just kind of grinding on my own blades and, and catering to you know my need, my own needs. So oh, nice. So. Okay. Hey, I could imagine if you did. There's this. 12. Is that 12 right now? Nope. We got one more, and that's 12. Greg, where's he at time? Well, he's, he's uh, like a minute five, but real close. I mean, seriously, if you would have, Brian would have asked you all those crazy questions. <laughs> I was distracting. You could have focused sure. more. No, f- fantastic job, and I can see you pay attention to detail. <laughs> but I can imagine if you went just berserk doing that, oh, yeah. you could probably double that. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, right? I mean, if I really wanted to, to mangle the, the But again, why why are we going How many with speed? Oysters, at end, of the, end of the day. Speed racer over here. Well, where where wait, are we going with we that? Start, wait, hold on. We started the show with what did you say, Brian? I said fast or slow. And I said fast. Okay, okay. then sh- <laughs> quiet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, you know, you know I, I want to put out a product that people want to eat. You know, I mean, th- at the end of the day, you don't want uh, something slimy on the plate. If, if they're open properly, you should eat like a grape, like yeah. a salty grape with, those, like I said, those tertiary kind of flavor profiles. Like some of them have stewed, stewed asparagus. Some of them are seaweed. Some of them are cucumber. You know, there, there's so many uh, different flavor profiles that you look for. Um, and it's really not that hard, you know. Do you, oh st- you still like oysters? I love them. your yeah. business? Yeah, I mean, I'd eat them for breakfast if I had some at my house. But Stop it. Oh, yeah. No. And is it a sin to cook them? Because we had a guy that wants to cook them. No, uh, I mean, is it a sin? Like, like I said, there's no wrong way to eat an oyster. Turns. Oh, it's, come it's, on. You don't want to open it with a hammer. I, there I, is, I, yeah, I know. Hot, hot sauce? <laughs> Not today. Horseradish? Uh, we do. I, 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 we do fresh horseradish, everything fresh at the restaurant. Um, so I, you, it's there if you want it. A lot of people will, will kind of load up on it initially and then kind of steer away eventually when they when they really, you know, you get to sit down and eat four different types of oysters. Um why just eat horseradish? I, maybe maybe a bite or two in between. I want to try some more with this yeah. martini. I okay. was trying to be nice earlier, and I just know. I only had two. All but right. I, I could have taken the plate. Okay, well, Gentlemen, I haven't been on a date this nice in a long time. <laughs> so he wants to do it slow. Is that <laughs> really? what you're saying? Well, it's just a really nice. I just I, I really appreciate that, you know. Do you want to hold hands or anything while we're doing this segment or something? I, I, uh, just I, look into each other's eyes. We'll call it even. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> well, hey, listen, as long as I'm not buying. <laughs> This is fantastic. Ryan. I love it. He's got a beautiful. Oh, and he, he likes the So he's best. got cucumber, right? Is this a cucumber you've got going on and in there? The cucumber, lemon? Yeah. So what we've done here is we've taken the, the standard kind of classic vodka martini, two ounces of Woody Creek's uh, potato vodka. It's got a beautiful, rich, full-bodied wow. flavor. A little bit of Lillet which is going to be Semillon grape coming from the left bank Pont-de-Sac region of France, and then pair that with just a little bit of Pernod absinthe to kind of tie in some of those vegetal, fresh, and herbaceous characteristics that will be coming across from the oyster. And then garnishing that with a little bit of the fresh cucumber and then that bright lemon twist. The vegetal. Very, very tasty. That is way, way different. Well, it's good. Than, to me, I, mean, I had to reel it in a little bit because there was a lot going on in there. Well, the truth is, is that the star of the show should be the oyster. So as though the martini does have a big, bold flavor, the saltiness, the brininess, the oceanic impact from the oyster should be creating a third or tertiary flavor with the martini itself. It should be kind of the, the, the child 
that comes from the marriage of the oyster. He and the stopped martini. me because I was going to say everything that he just said there. No. Yeah. Well said there. <laughs> we do have to break off, but let's do it exactly the way Ryan says. We'll uh, eat oysters like a sewer. I love it. With right. the, and you made a speci- specific oyster here, Ben, with a little bit of caviar. And what is the? Uh, this is just your standard Russian oyster, but this is with the black uh, black river oh, caviar man. Uh, out of Uruguay, and it's just it, these are banging. Yeah, nice, hundred percent. All right, so I'm, I'm do- excited. Brian, go ahead. So if I'm doing this, I'm eating the oyster. I'm going to eat all the oyster, just leaving those flavors coating the mouth, and then take a sip. That's where the flavors of the, the martini and the oyster are going to come together. Hopefully, create a third flavor. And then, if you like, a little bite of that cucumber to finish. We're going to do just that. You can watch us do it during the break. Where's our drink? We'll break off. Gentlemen, we'll, we'll make some new drinks, and we'll get that back at the station. Don, grab that, and we'll take a break. Come back. The Spice Guy is on deck. We're going to go through our spice cabinet and talk about New Year, new spices, right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Thank you, Greg. You know what? This is one of the funnest shows. We've got, like, all these new friends, new family. Also, I want to make sure that uh, everyone knows that John and I got the memo on black jackets and black and white shirts. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So John Urban from Gluten-Free Things, a great friend of, of ours, a great friend of the show. What's new for 2020? Well, 2019 was a great growing season. We finished up all of our different recipes and stuff. So this year what we're going to do is we're going to start doing a lot of videos and that kind of good stuff with respect to our different flours, what you can make with our baking mix, our all-purpose flour, our waffle mix. We're going to add on one more flour mix. But then just uh, we're going to do a lot of videos showing you what you can do, how diversifiable. our um, uh, breads and cookies and muffins and edibles and just try to show people now what you can do with our stuff, educate our customers. And uh, then, of course, we're going to try to get in a few more uh, restaurants. Uh, We've got a couple uh, small grocery stores we're trying to get into. Uh, We're going to go with the the small ones, not the big ones. uh, But we're just going to have fun. 2020 is going to be a fantastic year. Well, we're going to do our best here at the Modern Eater to make it the best ever for you, John. We'll be right back. Sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, 
Cold pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's Proud Souls BBQ. Welcome back. Now, this is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy. <laughs> and now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Brought to you by Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Happy New Year, the Modern Eater Show, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Man, I'll tell you what, so last weekend, during the last segment of the show, you guys, I I said, I'm going to quit smoking, right? So my formerly nicotine-stained fingers are no longer today. I'm telling you, you just don't. How many of you had? Come on, be truthful. (laughs) No. Come on. I'm telling you. Nothing. I told Jay the story. Four days in. Yeah. Okay. I like like a man. I like like a man, he says. Nicotine gum. How many pieces of gum? No. Nothing. Wow. I'll tell you what, it's tough. So Have you eaten any cold turkey? That usually does. But I quit when I was 31 until I was 42. Just quit smoking. Right. So I know what it was like. I thought you were 35 now. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I quit smoking, too, 15 <laughs> years ago. Shaking your head. Anyway, so for those of you, 35 plus 20. happy New Year, your New Year's res- resolution. Don't let the dimwits around you that say you can't do something. <laughs> let that motivate you is what I'm telling you to do. I like it. And uh, like I'm also it. saying if you're you know trying to get yourself off of cigarettes, the nicotine, get yourself off the nicotine. Need it out of your system. It takes about 72 hours and then you're dealing with habit, but those 72 hours are a bear. Uh, happy uh, Zach Johnston, Spice Guy. Whole family's here. Whole gang. I know. And we have a new friend in the kitchen. Spice what two. What took so long? Spice two. Spicy two? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spice who, is, two. who is more spicy? Damn. Can you introduce him? <laughs> yeah, so this is my business partner, Danny Kerwin. He's our uh, 
president of sales. He does all the sales, a lot of the warehouse work, mostly everything that I can't do. He'll step in and do it. Uh, he's been cooking for a lot longer than uh, most of the people that come on this show, and he probably cooks better than most of the chefs that are on this show. Wow. Really Ooh, that's kind of calling it. That's he's cool. a, he's wow. a, holy he's a, I mean, we've only had some really lightweight yeah, chefs. I on hope somebody show. walks me I out mean, to my yeah. car today. <laughs> Jeez. No, no, no. He's, this guy is the real deal. He knows more about food than anybody that I've met. I like that. I like that. That's a guy who should be working with spices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great accolades. How's your spice cabinet, though, man? It's it's disgusting. You At home, we're it. talking. It's about. just bags and jars, and it's yeah. out of control. We do a lot of uh, work on new stuff, and so basically take it home, see what's going to happen, what it's like. So there's there's so much stuff that has no label on it. It's it's horrible. I would never show it to anybody. But you have to be hyper aware because you're in oh, yeah. business, right? Oh yeah. I was telling you, Zach and I have the most bizarre conversation sometimes. <laughs> I get on the phone with him, I'm like, hey man, it would seem to me like. Uh, you know, you can tell a lot of person by their medicine cabinet. You'd think you could tell a lot about a person sir, from their spice sir. cabinet. You know, all that stuff that's like right there in the front. Yeah, if they're gonna, cheap or if they don't throw the it away or if they're health conscious or they you don't open care. that cabinet and it's bacon bits is the first thing. Get out of there. <laughs> well, that is true what, what you just said about that because I took a picture of my spice cabinet because on yeah. one side is stuff I do not use, and on the other side is the stuff that I use every day. Sure. And um, it's set up like mine's that on all, purpose. Mine's all mixed together. But most of the stuff I use is just out on the counter, which, you know, shouldn't yeah. blow your mind, but it's there. So what would any reasonable people do since they have two spice, spice experts in front of them? Throw it all away. No. Start over. Bring their spice cabinets, <laughs> baby. Bring your spice yeah, cabinet. Bring it in. Because here's the thing. Here's another bizarre conversation. New year, new spices. Sure. I think every year there's got to be five minutes, Dave. I need a five-minute signal now. I've been in the business for 20 years, and you need to give me a five-minute signal. <laughs> well, he knows we're about to go deep. <laughs> I know. All right. So here it is. We've got – Jay's got his spice cabinet in a bag. Brian's got his in the yes. I got mine. I said, don't cheat. We want to see everything in there, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think you'll be able to tell it. So there's Good, shit. bad, and ugly. All right. I so, was curious. Oh, you to want see to dive you. right in? Well, so, why don't we dive yeah, right as in? A, as a premise, though, Jay oh, is the bartender oh, oh, at Gibby's. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so we're. Well, I, don't, okay. I don't know what that Low is. Value that, to he's saying he's going in the hold shallow on, end hold on, first. Hold on. Let me set this up. Get a roaming <laughs> camera. We want to have this on Roamer. He's jumping into Jay's bag right now. This is where it's at right here. If you don't have this in your spice cabinet, you're not doing it right. So did you steal that from they let you have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've got mustard out. Don't you have to refrigerate that? No, no, no you're good. Well, the sriracha. So, too. I love how his spice cabinet really isn't spices. spices. It's uh, well, condiments. In his yeah. defense, yeah. Oh, yeah, I told, it's getting dark here. I mean, so technically, Greg says, "Do you have a spice cabinet?" And I'm like, "Well, I have a cabinet that my spices are in, but there's a bunch there of stuff." Go. And he says, "No cheating. You have to bring everything that's in that cabinet." Well, I, said, I talked okay. to Zach, and he amended it. He oh, said, bring well, I didn't get spices. the I didn't get the memo. No, you didn't, which is fine. So we'll see what he's cooking. with. just bring all the spices out of that. Yeah, we want to see them all. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's not spicy. So, guys, as we're doing this, we want to talk about on a serious tip, right? New Year, new spices. Do you know what's in your cabinet? If I went into my mom's cabinet, I promise you I'm a 47-year-old man. She's got stuff in there from high school. I guarantee you there is. The shelf life, Zach, we kick around this conversation, too. It's only manufacturer suggested, right? They, they lean on the manufacturer to tell you. How yeah, long. yeah. So, and, and, like, that's a crazy thing that we were going to talk about was that there. A Best Buy date has no regulation or law behind it at all. 
It simply is whenever a manufacturer feels like saying this is a peak time, and if you have it longer than this, you should throw it away. Um, Here's what we want to accomplish by looking through our spice cabinets. What it, so we want to look at how the integrity of it, how old it is, right? Yeah, would, sure. Would that be one of the You're going to look at color. You're going to look at smell. You're going to look at the, the texture. If it starts rocking up, that's a great example that it could okay. be old. Cool. Just and dry well, but there, And there's weird stuff, though, because when you say that, some of this stuff I know has, like, anti-caking sure. agents. Sure. And, but hang on. Right, I want the bottom of the bottom, sure. right? I mean, sure. I want to look at the manufacturer who's manufacturing it, and I also want to look at uh, the variety. You know, is he, how many salts does he have? He looks like he has got a couple different types of salts, a couple different types of peppers. Is he diversified? Jay's really not diversified. I know. he's uh, So let's hang on to Jay's. We're going to do all of ours into the next segment. Today you brought some food and cooked up some food because we wanted to have the basics of four different types of protein, right? Yeah, we wanted to cover, like, our four most popular retail spices, uh, and kind of what we developed them for in the first place. So we started off uh, doing tacos, and we did our fajita on there. Which now, is, hang on. I want okay, it, So we're going to do pork, okay. we're going to do beef, we're going to do chicken, and we're going to do – did you bring fish? We did a veg. 30. Veg. You did? And a veg. Okay, yeah. perfect. So with 30 seconds left, we got a lot of ground to cover. The Spice Guys here with us. The Spice Guys are here yeah. with us, which is really cool. We're going to do two more segments. We're going to look through my spice cabinet, Brian's spice cabinet. We've got Jay's laid out here. The Spice Guys are going to clear us out. They're going to show us what we need for the new year, and they're going to talk to us about spices. This is fun stuff to me, but I geek out on it. Okay, second hour continues right here from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, on the Modern Eater Show. We are cutting. You know, I got to tell you, when you talk about old spices, I've got spices at my home. I swear to God, they were brought over on the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria from the original (laughs) trade spice. I, I got some old stuff at home, but I don't cook. But we've got our friend Elon Wenzel here. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Friend of the show, friend of the whole industry. Elon, you brought some knives tonight. Uh, What's going on? Absolutely. So New Year, we have some new products. This is one of them. This is a uh, more economical line, very versatile. Call it a K-tip. So basically a K-tip chef's knife where the tip is truncated. Very versatile, all-purpose, super sharp, VG10, rosewood handle. Beautiful. Japanese-made. It's amazing. Don't let me close to that thing. <laughs> yeah, let's keep I'll, it over here. I'll hurt myself. I, I won't. I won't mess with it. So, so tell us. You're, you're, we're, now we're heading into 2020. Uh, Elon, you've been selling knives now for how long? Uh, started selling knives kind of as a hobby in 2010, and then uh, did that for a few years. In 2015, I decided let's try to do something with this. So created a website, uh, used the uh, manufacturer's brand name, Go Uminasoka Yoshihiro. Uh-huh. And for 2020, I'll be bringing on Kikuichi and some other brands and new fun products and accessories. Holy cow. Yeah. Man, little know, by little, we're growing. And there's nothing, you know, when you, when you, and everyone in this room has got that. We're all small businessmen and women. But, you know, we're laying it on the line. We're chasing our passion. We're giving it everything we've got we're doing what into we love. this. And, and look at this. This isn't a Monday through Friday 9 to 5 thing. You want to make it work? Baby, you're here at 8 o'clock Labor on a Saturday night love. to make it work. Labor of love. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's what I love about this guy. Elon, you've been here. Every time we, we need a favor of you, you've given us above and beyond and helped us so, so much. Support and education. We've got to be nice to the people in our industry. And if we have the opportunity, let's do it. 
Let's give back. That's right. That's right. No, it's, it's amazing. So how, now tell us a little bit of your backstory and how, how do you know so much about knives? How did you learn that? Man, you know, uh, when I fell into culinary school, it was a love affair with knives. I was always on, on the hunt for a bigger, better knife. Fell into sushi, a uh, totally brand new love affair with knives because of, of the Japanese cutlery. And from there, uh, always on the pursuit. And then I ended up training sushi in Japan, and that solidified in my mind. I wanted to go in that direction. So that was 2004, and I was exposed to an array of tools, uh, and I stuck with it. Um, all in from that point. And uh, when I had the opportunity to start selling knives, uh, all about teaching myself, right? Teaching myself how to sharpen. Uh, and then I found myself in the position to give back and educate. And I really believe that's part of the answer. Whatever the answer is. Yeah, I mean, I've seen back. you give to a whole bunch of chefs and at the Colorado Restaurant Show uh, knife sharpening demonstrations. Yeah, I love it. I love I mean, it. And I I'm, mean, they're amazing. You should see how that this guy goes. Yeah, I'm always on the pursuit to uh, up my game. So um, I'm actually going to bring on some really nice sharpening stones and some new products. And then I'm going to offer uh, more education because I want to empower people on how to care for their cutlery. If you have the good tools, you should have the, the know-how on how to do it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I remember, Elon, when we were doing the show from the iHeart Studios. <laughs> yeah. And you were in, and you had a cucumber. Yes. And you were, like, making, like, a cucumber. I want to say, because, because I'm ignorant, like a cucumber paper. You were spinning that, that? Yeah. That's a Japanese cutting technique called katsudamuki. And you turn a vegetable, typically root vegetables, but it can be done with cucumber, in your hand, and you get a long sheet. And then from there, you can shred it or roll something in it. Uh, and I just was in love with food and in love with uh, Japanese culture and I practiced and practiced and practiced that technique until I got it down. <laughs> it's really fun. It's always a showstopper too. It looks pretty. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people over, I, I'm going to say people in the kitchen probably overlook the importance of a great knife. Not a good knife, a cheap knife, but a great knife. How much easier it will make your yeah, life. That's absolutely right. And as a chef-driven company, I believe that the... Um, uh, tools should match your depth of enthusiasm for cooking. And as for professional chefs and home chefs, uh, cutlery is a big part of that equation. So you should have the tools to match. You should have the knowledge to match. Because if you love cooking, you need the right tools, 100%. Yeah, well, I tell you, they just don't get better than this guy. Uh, Elon, you just go above and beyond for so many people. I love what I do. Um, and, and, you know, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go on a, on, a, on a soapbox here and beg and plead. Well, thank you. I'm is, almost blushing that, here. Is that this guy deserves the support of our industry. He's all in. Uh, I, I can't remember how many. Well, ACF events. If we needed knives, Elon gave us knives. Yeah. If we need this, you and the ACF us is You great. never say no. So do me a no, favor. We can't. Call this guy and don't say no. Elementknife.com. He's very worthy of your support. He's an awesome guy to the industry. We're lucky to have Education you. Education and ACF is a great outlet to educate our up-and-coming chefs. Yep, absolutely. Anybody that wants to get into the industry, I'm here to help support in any way I can. Well, you know, I mean, we've also, I know we've got viewers that are getting ready for a pro start, which is the Colorado Restaurant Foundation, the culinary program for high school students. That's right. And if you're an instructor, if you're, if you're in charge of one of the schools, this is a guy you should call and have him come talk to your students. 
they'll get a wealth of information that they would not even know. And, and that, if they want to be the best, this is who they've got to start 20, 20 years' with. experience I've been in the industry, uh, and I love to give back. So let's do it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you gave us the San Pasquale doll. Oh, yeah. And, and, the you patron know, saint of cooks and oh, kitchens. Well, it's the patron saint of this kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, one, one time when you brought, the, and you brought this in on our first night, but I remember one night it was not here. And the wheels came off the bus. It was, it was horrible. And so ever since then, it's funny when we come in and we're setting up to do the show on Saturday. That's one of the first things we look for is where is that San Pasquale? Yeah, he's looking over you guys. It scares us. And after the road trip, I think it got lost. It got uh, hidden in one of in Brian's truck. Yeah, like behind the seat or something. And that's when it was when we came back. So it was it it, it was ugly. It was ugly. So, Elon, you give and give. Give this guy a call. Elon, how do they get a hold of you? Elementknife.com or contact at elementknife.com. Okay. Get a hold of this guy. He's the best in the business. Cheers, everybody. He deserves your business. Thank you. Thanks. We'll be back. Thank you. For the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. It is. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the Where? good stuff. No, that's Elon host, from Elevation. I mean, uh, Elevation. Brian Freeman. Aaron. Catch Aaron. 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 Thank you. What did I just call him? Elon. Elon, yeah. Thanks. That's Elon. We're doing a show, but it's from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. It's the Culinary Church. We might as well just talk about the who's who. Well, people are having fun over there, I will tell you that much. And because you have a great group of folks from all different industries. You've got people from the food side of it. You've got people from the distilling, the brewing. I mean, who over there? We've got our boy with the ketchup. That's who we were just talking about, the elevation. Yeah. Nice. Aaron. We've got our boy with the ketchup. Hey, we got that guy. We got our boy hey, with over the ketchup. The and Happy New Year. Welcome to Studio Kitchen Colorado on the Modern Eater Show. We're going to continue with the Spice Guys, Zach Johnston. And please remind me, where's Danny. your sticker? Danny. 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 Jay took his sticker. Jay took his yeah, sticker. Yeah, Jay took his sticker. Specifically well, I mean, to do I love when you. people blame stuff on Jay. Specifically to do that to you, I think. <laughs> no, no, it was, well, it was to help me because, you know, I didn't know he was going to be here. So I, I need to get his name in, and I didn't want to be That's awkward weird. like this, you know, so I took his name tag. <laughs> Elon gave us all very special guys with a note. Greg, thank you for all the support in 2019. Please accept this small token of my appreciation. Uh, the Minamoto. I think I said that right. K-Tip knives, chef's knife, is an appropriate knife made from stainless steel VG-10 Damascus. It better be. I was, if it wasn't made from the VG-10 Damascus, I was going to say, I don't know about this gift. Uh, but it's beautiful and functional. Looking forward to 2020 with the Modern Eater Show. Look at that I knife. I just love it. Yep. Isn't that just gorgeous? Beautiful knife. Thank you, Elin. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Element Knife Company, go online and check Support this these out. These are just I'm, I'm super stoked because I have some of his other knives, and I use them all the time. But this one right here, the way I like to cut, just fits my hand. ElementKnifeCompany.com. Um, back to the show here. Guys, Danny, Zach, we've got our spice cabinet. We're kind of vulnerable. This is like, you know, when the doctor says, <laughs> take your britches down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's going to go on in here? All right, so they say to you, Lift my cabinet's right closest here. to you guys. Then there's Jay's in the middle. Then here's Brian's here. He's he's uh, throwing this knife around. 
Not for karate, Brian. <laughs> That's right. Put the knife away, Brian. All right. So we're going to talk about New Year new spices. I think every year you should evaluate your spice cabinet. Just yep. get ready. At get least ready. go through it. Yeah, right? And it's a perfect time of year to do it. One, you can get a bunch of deals because I don't have to sell anything through the first quarter in a retail environment. And two... You're hey, reminded to do it. Hey, Parker. All right, so can we go with salt first? So every, everybody has some salt, right? Every, I've got yeah. some Himalayan. I want some yeah. of that um, kitchen salt, right, just to spread it out. But for some reason in my mind, I think I'm killing myself again if I'm using white salt. I need to get that out of my mind, or am I on the right track? Oh, that's iodized. He's talking about yeah, the, yeah, the bottom oh, of yeah. the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's, that is literally the yeah. garbage salt. Iodized. If you have iodized, you chuck it now. Start over. There's a real debate, though, because I use real salt, out of, which is out of... Uh, yeah, the, the Redmond. The, yeah, Utah. the Redmond, yeah, which Utah. is... Yeah, Utah, which is yep. a dead sea. Yep. Supposed to be one of the cleaner places to get salt. What salt do I need in my kitchen, guys? This is great. The Himalayan salt's it's a great be example. Fine. Cook with yeah. it and yep. everything. Redmond salt's another great one. Tons of minerals in there. Yeah, that one Freeman's yeah. using. Is I'm like on the salt tip. Plus is minerals. Jay on the salt tip? Yeah. Yep. Jay's on. He's got pure yep. Himalayan. Yep. How about Brian? Where's your salt? No, it's funny. I, I, my big, I use a real salt that's so big it doesn't. Your salt right I here? don't put it in this. No, that's just something that's in more of a finishing salt that no, I use. No, it's just uh, salt. It's just well, yeah, but there's that's, your salt. That's no, like, that, don't worry about that salt. It's, uh, that's not my daily yeah, no, though. That's, that's not my daily because I use a salt container uh, on my on my my cam- it's countertop. It's not here, so we don't. Yeah. I mean, we so really okay, yeah. Give me a hard time. I, I know what I use. All right, pepper, guys. Yeah. So we do. We have few different kinds of pepper the one that we sell the most of uh is just like your standard we do a vietnamese that's our our favorite uh stuff is vietnamese just because that's what we've found to be the most consistent and the cleanest uh for us most flavorful as well uh there's another one that we do called the tele cherry peppercorn and that uh is grown in a very specific region of india and that one is generally more expensive they pick it a bit earlier off the tree, or sorry, they pick it a bit later off the tree, and so you know, just like that process of leaving it on there costs a few extra dollars. I want both of those. Yeah, you should have both. Yeah. Well, don't you do a try? I mean, that's what. Yeah, and we do. Yeah. Oh, so Brian just, wants to just from black, just from a black pepper perspective, right? Um, and then, yeah, we have a bunch of sure different varieties. I am very sure. See what he's trying to do here? I see, I see Here, you can have this one. That's just like, I think that's just your bottom yeah, yeah. bottom of the barrel. Like. Bottom of the barrel. All right. Yeah. So from there, you go to like, well, what kind of foods are you cooking, right? I'm sure. I'm paprika heavy. Cool. Right? Cool? Okay. Yeah. Paprika, you want to get as fresh as you can, right? It's a chili that's dried out. Talk to me. So the fruitiness of it, you're going to get it if it's available to you as soon as possible. The older it gets, there was one I saw in one of these that was like the really losing brown. its color. Yeah. It's a great example. It's just old. It's just, it's out of its prime at that point. It's been in the light for so long. Who's got a can? All right, let's purge. Purge. Can we purge? You can start with uh, mine. It's closest to you. Just start throwing stuff away, but name it when you're throwing it well, away. Well, so you are interesting because you have basically nothing of a lot of things. <laughs> and you're keeping them for some reason. Like I, there's at well, least here's the reason I, want, I know I want to refill empty it. bags. There's I empty want to bags. Yeah, those. yeah. So just do it. Okay. So what are those? So this is your Colorado Red Salt, which is a blend that uh, another guy in town makes. And you have it. And we yeah, obviously we have, I want to get everything spice guy. Sure. Yeah. We have. So you should be writing down what he what I'm you need to, to buy on his website because in. you should check out the Spice Guy website because the reality is is you've got. 
packages. I saw that. Some great deals right now yeah. from the holiday already still yeah. that are on there. Okay, so keep that, guys. We need to work through this expeditiously. Yeah, yeah. So you've got the curry, the Madra style curry, which is like the most popular style curry that anybody could Loved ever have. It. You have it here of mine. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. The ground Bangkok Thai, a Bangkok Thai. We do one that we call honey Bangkok Thai. That's a lot better than this one. It's more fun. Um, this says pork and shrimp on it. So that's a blend. You actually have two of those. A lot of blends, right? Yeah, so you're like a blend guy, which, like, <laughs> from our, our website, we focus heavily on marketing the blend part of it. Because what our whole goal was at the beginning was to take cooking that's just, like, you know, has been bastardized as this very complex deal by Gordon Ramsay and everybody else on a cooking show on TV. And it looks really hard when they do it and they put this studio production to it. But at the end of the day, it's really getting cold food hot. And we think that using spices that we've developed for that makes it a lot easier and, you, you know, can make an amateur look like something a lot Absolutely. better than that. Yep. I'm, I'm looking at mine. I'm going, hey, I don't, there's not much I need to purge. Out of no, like it's not really bad. I need no, to replenish. All these, all these are still, yeah, you definitely don't need to replenish any of that stuff. And, and truth be told, probably about six months ago, I took it upon myself, and probably meeting you, Zach, to where, remember when we cleaned out our kitchen, mm-hmm. spice we did, cabinet? Yeah. We threw a lot of stuff away. Just we did. Threw it, went through. But it prompts you to go, what's in my spice cabinet? Because a lot of people truly don't know. Sure. It's, it's like the, you know, Jay said it to me today. He's like, well, I, I'm not going to use it, but I might. A lot of people do. How do you get through that thought process in your, uh, that you're not going to use that's, it? I mean, that's part of an obsessive-compulsive thing, I think. I don't know. I think For me, it most is. people are like that. Yeah, no, I, I would tell not. you, there's some stuff in here that I should be purging. Just like stuff that, I mean, right, I, I would purge that because I've got a better deal with than freaked, that. You I'm know, I mean, out. I don't want to throw away this oregano in my little, in my two-ounce souffle cup. <laughs> that kind of stuff kills me. Because I'm thinking. Quite honestly, because like, I knew it was I'm gonna cheap get, before it went I'm going to get home. There's going to be an Italian hoagie. Somebody brought it over. I don't Danny, have any how, oregano. How do you work around that, Danny? How do you work around, <laughs> like, in One your... of my favorite things to do is, like, let's say the curry powder. All of a sudden, I have, like. I had a, a love for it, like he's saying, like, oh, my God, I can't throw this away. I put it on my on my kitchen counter, and I'm going to look at it for at least a day. I love it. And not want to do anything. Maybe and then, in a week or two. And then, yeah, and then just start, you know, brainstorming or looking up recipes, however you work, and, and use it. Put, cool. it. put it to work. Or show yourself that you're not going to use it. Yeah, Jay's exactly. laughing over there. I know why. I know why. <laughs> well, that just won't work. I love it. it would be there a month later. No, it'd, be there, Jay... it'd be there six years later. You know, unless I throw it away. The only way, like that oregano right there, truth be told, I've used it. You know, but I don't need it. I would like to have fresh oregano and something that's nice. I don't know what that is or where it came from. All right, let's take time out. We'll come back. We'll finish this up. I think we're kind of on the right track, and I think it's a mentality or a mindset. I think it's right. And I encourage you guys, you're listening and watching the show right now, too. Go creep into your cupboard. See what's happening in that cabinet. Well, and then go to the Spice Guy after you go to... You know, yeah, yeah to yeah. see what you want to fill in. It's we'll, on the Google, the Spice Guy. We're the top 700 hits. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, dive into really the capabilities of these guys, Danny and and um, Ooh, saffron. You got any saffron on your site? Oh yeah, uh, not on the site. Not on the site. But and you then can get talk it. about organization. That's the stuff I want to do next. Okay, I love this stuff, Rich. Don't laugh at us over here. I know we're <laughs> I geeking know. out on it. All oh, right, we're going yeah. to the Ben Wolven. You got Ben? Yeah, you do. All right, we'll take a break right here from Studio Kitchen Colorado and send it away to Little Rich in the Little Rich Corner right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Oh, Greg, I'm laughing because the saffron. I'm like, uh, hey, man, you want a little saffron? I got a little bit here for you. Hey, I've got Chef Ben 
Shucker. Yeah, but you can from, tell. The, the, the shuckinest guy in the room. Yeah, whatever. It's clever. From Morin, correct? Yeah, correct. Morin. And, and I want to say. Old Wazzy Supper Club. I want to say hi to Walker, Ben's son. Yeah, yeah. As Rich from Sesame Street, I understand he's watched the episode that I was on. Yeah, you're an absolute legend in our house. Oh, it's my great. gosh. Well, yeah, what a beauty. Hey, Walker. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, a couple things I want to say. Um, come hang out with me uh, at happy hour, 3 to 6, every Tuesday through Saturday at Marin. Uh, $1.50 oysters, an incredible uh, $4 martinis. You know, so that, that, That's a big deal, huh? That's a steal. Oh, uh, yeah. Where's Marin at? Uh, Old Wazi Supper Club, 16th and Wazi. Uh, and big shout out to my boys, uh, the Style Boys. So you'll hear about him soon enough. So yeah, and I tell you what, you made me nervous before when I saw when I heard a man snapping a rubber glove. I got a little nervous. I got I yeah. got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got a little nervous. Uh, don't no, grab your great toes, segment. Bud. Thanks so much. Come back and see us again. Uh, I'm going to make a point to come down and see what you've got going over or go, go, what got going on over. Yeah, there. I look forward to it. It'll be a blast. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet, you bet. Hey, All cheers. the best in 2020. Absolutely. We'll be right back gas bill? Of course you do. Saving money is making money. Your savings is just a phone call away. Call Brian Rizzuto now. 720-245-5771. 720-245-5771. It's Encore Energy. Rocker Spear. 30 seconds to live read. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an... 15 seconds. Feel and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Friday. Five seconds to library. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. All right, back to the show in just a minute, you guys. But it is that time. It's that time to talk bread and specifically Aspen Baking Company. You can find them at AspenBaking.com. They are a local brew or local brewery. They're a local bakery baking the best stuff in the world. But they're not adding any preservatives, artificial coloring, chemicals of any kind. What they are adding is is butter, gluten, and sugar. All the good stuff when making bread. Whether you're into hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes or boxed lunches they are doing boxed lunches now you can cater your business show them how much they love you and they use the hashtag uh, how's your aspen yeah, so like, i i recommend you, need, you do that you too this much it's aspenbaking.com i'll say the website one more time he, and then we're back it, to the show it's aspenbaking.com Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is John. I talked over you. Eating cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Thanks for hot. Okay, backhand is the Modern Eater Show Radio. Just taking a little walk down Spice Lane. I'm having a blast here with Zach from the Spice Guy. It's fun because I'm actually purging some stuff. Are you throwing some stuff out? Yeah, 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 yeah. New year, new spices. I mean, really, make it a tradition. The first of the year comes, you take so many inventories with yourself. Look at your spice cabinet. See what you, you want to do. More or less to just get locked and loaded for the year of delicious eating, culinary, uh, just exquisite dinners through spices. Spices enhance my dinners so much that I make. I, and I say dinners because well, I make one meal a day. I love but it. I, I mean, but I'm, I do, I'm huge on that. I do cook quite a bit. And uh, Parker's here. She's, um, I'll tell you, it's one of the reasons people think I'm a good chef is because of the spices that I use. 
and even, I'll tell you even the, the salts. You, you know, know I was looking at your stuff over here. You've got yeah. Salt. Oh, I put some of that. The yeah. black truffle salt yeah, and a couple the of these. Oh, salt, now yeah. even salt. Yeah, guy. even even the no. Like, these like, are finishing salt. So this isn't. We're talking everyday salt, man. Sure, See, yeah. he's just you know. All right. We got to bring you to college from high school, man. We got to <laughs> we got to get you up there, babe. Thank you. Uh, I, I have a question for yes. for the Spice guys. I, I am the, 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 the constant bachelor guy, right? And I'm not BSing when I say I truly just want one thing in a jug that works on all proteins, vegetables. Sure. Now, if I ever get a date or I'm actually going to cook for somebody, then that's something else. But I know me, right? And, and what I need is honestly just a universal thing that's got a lot of garlic, yep. you know, a lot of this. You just said it. And yes. I just I, put yeah, it what on do everything. you think that would be, yeah. Jay? What do you think, Jay? Would... I have no idea. I don't work at the Spice Guys. The garlic, this salt. Is, yeah, yeah you started saying it, garlic. I, I go onion powder because for me. That's the one, roasted garlic. Yeah, the roasted thing. garlic is the one that, like, my wife, we keep a bag, like, Brian has a a half-gallon bag here. We keep that <laughs> of roasted garlic at the house because every time she cooks, she grabs it and chucks it on everything. And you never get sick of eating it in five and a half years of having that one. And dude originally made that one for old Gibbos. It's sweet. It's spicy. It's my Gibbos? Yep. No kidding. Yeah. I don't want it. For his, <laughs> I don't his, want uh, it. For his group, I don't know what we did, why we did it, but we did. Yeah. No Let, let's do some business here again. Interesting. Uh, um, new Year, New Spices. Talk about some of these right here. We've got the best of the best here with us. But here's what I want to do. So, guys, could we encourage people if they seriously either took a picture of their spice cabinet to show you what's in there or even loaded up the bag because they can – you probably want them to buy online. No, right? come to the shop. Well, we would you look through yeah. somebody's bag and, and, and replace and help and get them online? And then sure. you can get them set up on a program to send fresh spices, or can you not? Because that's what I want to get on. I want to know every six months I'm going to clean out something. Yeah, yeah, we we have done it. We do it again. It's all about you. It's, uh, you know, everybody wants to be on the program till they're on it. Well, and how fast you work, I think, is a lot of what you're talking about. You know, like how long you've had this for. You know, for me in my house, pepper is probably like this much pepper would last like three weeks. Oh, I'm, really? Yeah. Like a, a machine cooking constantly, like something always. And it's so I go certain through things, pepper and salt quick. But sure. what about oh, coriander seed, whole organic? How quick do you go through that? that? Well, you just got that? Yeah, and I got that from your, you know, your. But why your, so big? But yeah, like I would, that's it. amazing. This is it. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah. And it was like, what? How? What's the price tag on that? I don't know. It's, it's, but you know, that brings up like an interesting two bucks, point. Two thirty. Is because sometimes I get frustrated when I go down and I want to, you know, I mean, like some of these. This cardamom. What are you gonna? I do would that? never. I, I probably used it one time for one thing, and sometimes that's what kills you with spices because you can't get. Yeah. What increments do you guys sell? You can come to the store and buy it in an ounce. That was like the whole point of the front of our store was to be able to sell you the smallest amount that you want. Or and you we have can, the blend bar. Yeah, or you, that's what I was going to say. Or you can make your blend like you're saying you need what an ounce of cardamom or a teaspoon or something. You can come in and literally make the blend and buy just the blend that you're using for that meal. Why wouldn't you That you're making that? instead of that, I'm sure it was like $9.00. Yeah, for something ultimately, it's going to get yeah. thrown away. You can take that nine dollars or the eight of it, you know, and what, and then yep. put it onto something that you use all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the whole goal for us was build this blend bar where it literally is a cubby of hundred and ninety nine spices, and you can blend your own thing, and we just charge you by the ounce. That is super cool. Hey, can you? How low can you go on the website? Uh, quarter pound. Quarter pound. Okay, so four ounces at a time on those. Okay, yep. they call that a QP. 
Well, thank you there, Street J. What are they called, Jay? <laughs> Call that there, QP. Yo, let me get a QP of that uh, G-Rock. Quarter pound on the website. Go in. The blend bar is going to be the garlic. way to go. You also got something cool going on at Levers Locavore, don't you? Yeah, we just dropped our first vending machine. So inside of Levers, uh, over by River Bears Butcher Cabinet, we have a vending machine with our top 60 most sellable items. And we it's actually been cranking. I can't That's believe cool. how much stuff we've sold through that vending machine. I've had machine. a few people come up to me and say, have you seen it? It's that cool. People really like the looks of it. So you love sure. tech. i got to believe you're going to make one of those that you can blend Right there, fresh, right? I mean, something that's, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the big the goal, right? If any engineers are out there that want to tackle that project, <laughs> give us a call. Um, but, yeah, so we coded an app from scratch for the vending machine to kind of walk you through what you're going to have for dinner tonight. So Greg walks up to it. Yeah. He wants to eat chicken tonight. Yeah. He clicks the chicken icon. It takes him to eight recipes, uh, four suggested spices, the top four things in, in that um, machine for chicken. Will it kick you the recipe, too? Yeah. That is super cool, man. Great work on that. I got to go hey, check it hey, out. Hey, Levers is a great, great grocery store supporting local big time. Yeah, it's all, I mean, that, and they've been super cool with us, and everybody that I've talked to that's working with them have been happy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of theirs. We, we work, we hey, do a Jay, lot of their produce. In that, I don't think I mean. you've ever heard me say this, but hand John Urban the mic. Oh God! And, and, and put the put his headset oh, on. Oh well, just right over here, uh, Johnny yeah. Boy. Come around, get in the middle of these two guys. Or there, yeah, there you go. One there of the go. people that reached out to me and says, "Hey, man, have you seen the Spice Guys uh, vending machine at Levers Locavore?" It was you? You saw the the vending machine? Oh, I would. I thought it was one of the most cool things I had seen. And you are an engineer. Yeah, I am. Or yeah, play one on TV. Well, I play one on TV, but I mean, it wasn't. It was neat. Did you get some spices out of it, John? I want to hear that. No, I didn't. I did not Johnny. get spices. I got plenty of spices. It was so cool. Will you go back and get some spices yeah, there, John? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, yeah. please. No, but I thought it was a great way to dispense the um, uh, spices. I've never seen, you know, I thought it was very innovative. I like seeing innovative things and the way people um, utilize, you know, existing technology. I mean, you know, it's... You can go get candy bars and all that kind of stuff, but I never thought about, you know, doing spices. He takes it a step further. He's going to help you. You go, hey, John, you're going to eat pork chops tonight? That's okay, what he cool. was telling Yes, he was Prince telling me that earlier. Of- yeah. Prints yeah. out what spices to use, and his spices are fantastic, man. Everything tonight was excellent. I wish you could make a system like that proprietary. Yeah, well, I own the app. <laughs> well, that, well, yeah, that's, that's sort of proprietary I mean, there. It really is. Case- I got to tell you, though, you're a little bit like Sting, man, in Dune. You're the guy. Yeah, he who controls the spice controls the universe. I love it. <laughs> There's the voice, John Urban, gluten-free things. You looking mighty dapper. Thank you. As always, John. Yeah, that's because of old Rich. That's the influence that Rich has got on me, you know? <laughs> hey, man, you'll make us all money. You hang out with Rich long enough, you'll turn into gold. That's how I hope. Midas. <laughs> that's the touch. Uh, spice, new year, new spices. I'm telling you, John, go clean out your spice cabinet. I'd be terrified to see what's in your spice cabinet. <laughs> I gotta believe John uses Terrifying. stuff pretty fast, though. The way I see it, I, I see yeah. witchcraft stuff and fingernails and kids and things like that. Chicken I feet. Some, <laughs> really? <laughs> I just wanted my laugh on the air, John. I know you're not. That's you're not good. chiming That's in good. on this one. That's I not may, like I, you. I may even have some bomb making uh, spices in there. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Yeah, there it is. Well, you know, I'm half serious. Yeah, well, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> Goodbye, John. Get off the air. This guy pays money to be here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Happy New Year, John. Always a joke in here. And he truly is. Um, John Urban. Syrian? <laughs> yeah. He's the one and only. I got, I've got a lot of admiration for that guy just because he really he went from one career that he based his life on and then went into the bread making and uh, said, you know what, I'm going to perfect gluten-free. And uh, he's done a great job. God bless him. You're uh, just like John Irvin in the fact that you Thank love you. spices. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. You took your path in life quick. What you actually did, Breckenridge, Colorado. Yep. We took it. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I met Dan when I was like a year and a half into this, and I, I had never met him. I met his, his girlfriend and my, at the time, girlfriend, now wife. We're friends. And I met him one night, and then I texted him the next day, and I was like, we should get a drink someday. And he was like, no. Hey, Dan. And I was like, I'll buy it for you. Just come and meet me. And we went to a sh- really shady Tony P's next door hippie bar. Yeah. And I was like, you should sell spices. That would be sweet. And he was like, dude, I'm a bartender. Nope. Have you gotten any And nicknames? look where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> look where yeah. you are now. Yep. Uh, so he, as you told us that story, right, can have some history together. His girlfriend, your girlfriend, now wife. No one's listening. Does your girl, are you mad at him? Like, why'd you go get married? Now I have to. Or <laughs> you're got to be. That's there. I, it okay. has it was, to be it there. It was early on. It was early on. We so did, I, yeah, we didn't know each other when I got married. Yeah. Okay. I was not invited to the wedding. Yes, he was. We probably, would, <laughs> we probably wouldn't be at this point if I went to the wedding. Uh-uh. <laughs> guys, thank you both. I think we learned a lot. Yeah. Well, we, I learned that you guys are actually pretty all right. And, and it's because of you. It's true. You're pretty all right. It really is. And it'll and, get better. Did you see? Did you see that old Spice Guy bottle that I have I that did. has the cuss word That's on it? OG, yeah, yeah. I don't know where. I don't know. Where, I think that I got that the first time I met you at, at the Colorado. What's that thing where you walk the big thing? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some before and that we had just started the show and you didn't know me. I didn't know you, but I picked up that thing there. Well, we were looking an eBay item there. We were looking. Yeah, Jay, Jay yeah. Parker wins. Uh, carries the most Spice Guy in his cabinet. Yeah, Jay is a buckler. Yeah, man, sticky fingers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 7.30 on Jay 6.30, K-How. Biggest. Gentlemen, happy New Year. Hey, thanks for having us. Happy guys. New Year. Happy uh, New, guys. new Year, guys. New Spices. We're going to do it, man. I'm new Year, you. New Spice. Let's do it. Um, and we want us to show us your rack. Yes. Show, you, you That's the hashtag, yeah. We, wanted, we want everybody rack. to hashtag show us your rack or show me your rack. And, and you then, want pictures. Yeah, and we'll get the pics. Show your rack. Yeah. Show me. Show me your rack. Your rack. And send, Hashtag. Send it to the Spice Guy. Yeah. He'll probably make it onto his Facebook page. Okay, we'll take a break. Cheeto? What's Cheeto doing here? Doesn't he have to work? Pepsi Center? Hey, is the Spice Guy in the Pepsi Center? Oh, yeah. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Oh, yeah, big time. Cheeto, he's the champion. Uh, you'll probably hear a little bit more about it now. If you're tuned into Facebook, you'll know why. You'll get to see Cheeto in the meantime and in between time. We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back. It's Bearded Man Coffee in the house. Does he have a beard? Is he a man? I don't know. We'll find out next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. He's a big dude with Bearded Man Coffee, let me tell you. Very big, very big. And look at all this this last couple segments on spices. None spicier than this guy, <laughs> Cheeto, dropped in tonight. Awesome, yes. awesome. Yeah, so uh, so uh, refresh for, for maybe some new viewers. Where are you out these days, Cheeto? I'm at uh, the Pepsi Center. Yeah, so you got a lot out. going on over there, we don't you? We have a lot of games going on there, oh. hockey and basketball and lacrosse. I know. I mean, out of out of like 365 days a year, there's how many days? Like 250 with events. There's always something going on yeah. over there. Always, Man, I know. Always. I know you're cranking. We are. We are. We're literally there every single day, all day. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. What's the top 
maybe top one, two, three things in sales over there? I would say our nachos. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're all Rockleitas too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, That's why I kissed them earlier. You'll see the picture. <laughs> our uh, bison pastrami uh, sandwich—it's really good. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, I would say, well, the tenders, always tenders and hot dogs. Awesome. Well, yes. I know you've been instrumental. Thanks for all that you do for so many Cheeto. Yes, yeah. Come back again. Of course. He's one of our favorites. We'll be back. We got some words from our favorite sponsors coming up. Sausage, your hyperlocal source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's Proud Souls BBQ. Q.com. What do you get when you have two women who love to play with corn? A unique craft distillery, of course. Let me explain. Hi, my name is Alex Tudor. My mom and I own Meridium Spirits, located right here in Colorado. Chances are you've seen our award-winning Coop Gin and Coop Vodka on the shelves at many fine local retail locations. Here's our mission. My mom and I believe that family is important, and our business is a reflection of that. When you taste our delicious and locally crafted spirits in a cocktail or by themselves, you'll taste our passion for what we do. Hear our story and watch our progress this year on The Modern Eater. We love to share because everything is more fun with friends. Next time you... We're coming back. ...or gin, consider us. Meridium Spirits. Hi, this is Laurie Mitson. I'm a food hack, a.k.a. food writer. I was just told that I should put my lines... <laughs> 
And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Greg Holland back. Are you taking it down before you go up there? I like it. I like it. Mm. Let me not forget Jay Parker and uh, Little Rich back there. I'll give Dave a plug. Sorry, I cut you off. When I drink coffee, it's just me and my coffee. Just me and my coffee. (laughs) That's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. It's not you and Juan Valdez. No, you know, and it's and it's, so here's good news, bad news. Landon, yep. here with us right now, bearded man, coffee, yeah, delicious coffee. I can tell you that. New Year, right? It's only a couple days, but quit smoking. You're doing the dry. Listen, January, I, aren't you? I, no, I'm not doing dry. January. No? Just quit I am smoking. actually. I'm, I'm doing that. He's doing. Uh, he just had a drink in his hand. <laughs> I did not. You stuff, saw man. me, man. At thirty, I quit smoking, so I know what it takes. Thirty okay. to forty-two, quit smoking. Okay. That's it. Coming up, now, so this past show, I said, hey, man, New Year's, that's it. I'm putting it down. But coffee and cigarettes were a big part of my morning. Big part of my I morning. Think it's still, I mean, there's no, no but now, so I was doing cream. It, well, I wasn't oh. drinking coffee for the right reasons. Oh. I wasn't drinking it for the right okay. reasons. Just now, I got back to drinking coffee for the right reason. The taste, I can taste again a little bit. I'm on edge, man. I Did am you go totally somewhere? Oh, you, on edge. You no, man, I there. should be locked up right now. Right this minute, I should be locked up. <laughs> We've been saying I'm that not. for years. Why do you finally but, No, it's good. It's, 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 like right now, I'm feeling good about this because the decision I made, bringing, bringing coffee back to the yeah. deliciousness. That it, but I need help with something. Okay. Prices in coffee. I'm searching for just, I just want the, the, the beans, and I want to grind them myself, sure. and I want it around just the whole package, 10, yeah. 10 bucks. Man. He goes there as we were talking about the $100 pound stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't need to qualify anything that you said from what I, because I'm no, 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 I, you know. But it's wine, wine and coffee I have a hard time with. It, it, I will tell you, there's a lot that I've learned, especially about wine, Thank actually, you. in this whole process. But craft coffee, which is what we are. The way we roast it, small batch roasted, yep. so it costs more because you're doing everything in smaller batches. So everything is handled differently. Everything is we, we actually use spices, actual spices in our coffee. So everything is just done a little bit differently. So our costs are a little bit higher. We're not you know twenty seven dollars a pound, which is fine, fat. and I will even pay more just knowing I'm supporting you. But I and your family and, and a small a business, thing. yeah, it, I will absolutely do that. It's but it, you're, I will ensure that you get a quality cup of coffee every single time you drink. We cup our coffee regularly, so that means that we're tasting our coffee mm. throughout the process all the time. You want to do that? I do, but I can guarantee you, every time you drink this particular coffee, mm. which right now you're drinking our Moonshiner, so good, it's the bourbon infused. I can guarantee you, it will taste the exact same today as it will tomorrow, as it will next. How week. do you guarantee that? Because we cup it. We actually, everything Well, just because you cup it well, doesn't mean it doesn't go it, off. I mean, it, well, tell people what go, a cupping oh, this is. terrible. Now I got to, so you the, put it in a cup and you taste it. Yeah. Well, but Come it's on, not man. just like that. That's, What's a cupping, right? Yeah, but that's not just it. It's more than that. Because you're not just drinking coffee no, when you're, you're cupping. No, you're tasting it, swishing it around, spitting it out. No, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not the coffee connoisseur that will go through this, you know, all the, 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 the palates. I'm looking for one specific thing. Number one, the, the type of beans we use in our infusions, which is all of our coffee that is quote-unquote f- flavored. We don't like to call it flavored because we, we infuse it with mm-hmm. you know, spices. Is that everything is done exactly to measurement with the exact same bean from the exact same... The thing. process. 
everything. It's like having a Big Mac at McDonald's. Right, you know right. what? You're gonna. It's never gonna change. You know. So sourcing of beans, and then I was reprimanded from two of the two girls from another coffee company. Well, well, well I, I don't know. Uh, I, well, I remember the name. I just yeah, mentioned. and I, I was like, oh, so is this uh, fair trade? You guys are cheating on me. I mean, what? no, no, no. Listen, fair trade. Co- <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I am exactly. I'm on you. Is this fair trade? Co- and, and apparently, I you know, I'm just thinking. Well, you know, there's good wages, and if somebody yeah. looks over, and now apparently there's a different term to use because that's gone too far. To, the, the wage factor. In yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. Every single roaster that is out there. You got there. a whole sc- corner over here under the speaker. They moved the out of the landed. camera. They they were trying That's to get right. off the camera. No, they want to hear they didn't know they were on there for the first half of the show. I, but I, my, my wife is here. Then we met everybody Bring else in the parking lot. Met them all in the parking lot. Bring <laughs> your wife up here. Throw a headset oh, on. Her. I remember. Gonna, I'm going to get beat for this later. You realize? Why? That. She seems good. Put, throw a headset on. Just join the conversation. Oh jeez. We won't. We won't. Did well, so Landon, which, which country probably you? got the uh, don't put me on the headset oh, yeah. thing. And now I'm sleeping on the couch. But no, you're not. No, no, no. You, she is. Yeah. She's saying, yes, yes. Yes. After this interview, you might get a treat. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. More coffee, maybe? <laughs> More coffee yeah. or coffee in the morning. But so what country do you source from? We source from all over Central and South America mostly. We're actually getting ready to do some stuff with Hawaii, in Hawaii with Kona Coffee. But... Um, Costa Rican, Brazilian, Guatemalan, Papua New Guinea, Mexican, um, you know, so Central and South America, mainly because it's it's easier to get those beans here. Um, the, the, the coffee that we were just talking about, our Jamaican Blue Mountain, mm-hmm. which is on sale right now on our website, is um, it's a Jamaican Blue Mountain, 100% Jamaican Blue Mountain from Flamstead One Estate. The reason that's important, so what they actually do is they literally go pull every bean that you are drinking has been hand-picked. Hand done. Wow. I mean, it's 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 a crazy well, but crazy. how how are they doing it? I mean, when you're down in South America, do they have machinery it's or? More, is... Yeah, absolutely. So so you're getting plantations. These are actually in the hills. I mean, they're having to climb these mountains and and cultivate this this cherry Amazing. off of a tree. Yeah, and speaking of that, when we go on road trip, we look at the cherry farming. They're doing it the exact same way. Cherry, yeah, at by time. hand, yeah. cherry at a time, cherry just to keep. Well, the but what's interesting though is if you look, the price is similar. Now you're getting though green beans, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yep, green beans from from you know wherever we whatever country we get them from, and they come to our roast facility. And I just see you guys out traveling on an expedition somewhere. Is this true? Is this just a fantasy in my own mind? No, it's, it's a goal. For it sure. is a goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Is he romanticizing it though? Do you go out to your farms and actually get to see what they're doing? And so, so there are five of us owners. Uh, so there's two large owners, myself and Jay. Jay is actually getting ready to head to Belize on Monday. Okay. Um, we uh, he's been in down to Costa Rica and, and uh, S- Central and South America. It's not my forte. Um, you know, I, I'm more of the guy that handles the sales and getting it to, you know, the distribution. Then meeting of it. with the farmer. Exactly. I love that. Well, you I, are the bearded man. I am the bearded man. Yes. Uh, I will. The company. Uh, that's 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 my face on the entire uh, on the entire. <laughs> What's your uh, name? I'm Laura. Hey, Laura. Good, good to see you. Um, How many pounds a year are you cranking out? Sorry, hey, I'm more on, on the technical. I know. Come here. on. Sorry. <laughs> you hang on, Brian Freeman. I'm doing something. I've got so it's many questions. It's the coffee like, that's got them all high. Uh, right? I love it. I love and it. The, what do you mean? And, and the no booth. <laughs> uh, you like coffee. I do, and I wasn't actually that much of a coffee drinker before I this. I was wondering so. that. So you kind of by osmosis. Yeah. But good coffee. Can you now distinguish oh, good coffee? Yeah. A little practice, and I can really taste the difference. And you were drinking. You get you, a little snobby after a while. I can were, drink 
other coffee, but were you a Folgers Crystals girl? <laughs> not quite that far. It was whatever was in the office. Do you remember? Do people still do the Folgers? Crystals? Oh yeah. Apparently they do. There's a lot of. But Folgers is actually, uh, and don't quote me on this specifically, but they're actually getting buying out smaller roasters that are doing more craft coffee. They do actually. It's kind of like the craft beer industry, exactly. I would imagine, yes, right? Exactly. They want to believe that. Brian, what was your pressing question that you just? Oh no, that just a poundage. I was just curious about his the weights that he's doing it and on an annual basis of roasting. Thousands of thousands, thousands of thousands. What's of thousands, a, yeah. Describe the facility to us. It's actually nothing to write home about. I mean, it's uh, so we roast at an old um, uh, farm out in Sedalia, mm-hmm. um, a big barn that we've got FDA approved, and our roaster is in there. We have all of our machinery that does the grinding. If you you know if you want ground coffee, you know whole bean, all of our mixers that you know mix the beans with our spices. And Do you office from there too? No. Okay. So. The, we actually office out of Hounds Ranch, and the reason for that is because, truly, it's just shipping. Shipping from Sedalia to Hounds Ranch is expensive. I can ship from Hounds Ranch all over the country, Got and it. it's nothing. So sure, sure. I want to save that cost. Yeah. For you company. guys are doing great, but some of the the, the points, the 2019 was a year of growth oh, for you guys. What, what are some of the things that have happened to you? Uh, let me tell you a couple of the big things that have happened. So, like I said, there's five of us owners. Um we have set forth the uh, the projection to really become a key player in two two areas, really. Besides just coffee, we give 5% back to the National Forest Foundation. We're part of their tree planting initiative, which is basically 50 million trees by 2023. So for every dollar that is spent on beer demand coffee, for basically every bag that's purchased, um, we send that 5% to Arbor? the... Arbor? Gosh. Yeah, it goes up to the National Forest Fund. How do you do that as awesome. a small That's business? Awesome. Margins are so small. I mean, you're probably trying to get a dollar in your I, own pocket, not. right? But it's important to yeah. get started. If you go out to Sedalia, which is where we're at. Sedalia um, is south of you know Denver here. We live up in the in Pine National Forest area, Black, the Black Forest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live in it. And these forests are being demolished all over the world, especially in this country. So we're going to do our part. And and one of our owners is a firefighter up in Vail, um, and and so we've been supporting the fire, especially woodland firefighters mm-hmm. that go out and fight these forest fires. Um, and Colorado, I mean, just summertime, half the state's yeah. usually on fire, yeah. which is terrible. We love you guys. We want you to participate more. I might even hit you. I think you'd be a good sponsor. And it's not much. Oh yeah. That no. fiber. I mean, I don't. Real quick, though, Greg, where can you get it? Well. Where, where can where you can get it? I, I probably would have gotten there. There's a lot of there. caffeine going on. There right is, there. I and I love it, it, man. It's good stuff. Jake put the caffeine <laughs> down for me. <laughs> so we're mostly online. We're an e-commerce business. We're, we're a coffee roaster. We're not a coffee shop. However, we do have several restaurants that, that buy our coffee. Nono's Cafe down in Littleton. Mm. Pegasus down in Castle Rock. Um, Mountain Man uh, Nut and Fruit buys our coffee. Uh, there's a Farm Girl Foods down in Castle Rock. Uh, Maker's Market uh, over at Southwest Plaza. They uh, have our coffee, but we're growing and growing. We're hoping to see ourselves, uh, you know, at the whole food type level here in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some really big, cool stuff coming out in 2020. Yeah. So, uh, um, give us a peek. Anything? Huh? I can tell you. So, CBD is definitely going to be in our coffee, right. but but how we get it into your mouth is going to be the difference between us and other another roast. Oh, look at Brian. Easy there, sweetheart. Yeah. But <laughs> sun don't shine some places. I don't know. Coffee. Interesting way. Hey, listen, Landon, I appreciate you're going to come here. back in yeah. either in a week or two, and you're going to bring some special coffee. I will bring you some of the Jamaican Blue Mountains. Definitely Ooh, on fire. Yeah, for sure. Jamaican Blue Mountains. I'll be here. I want to try it. But the yeah. website? 
website, www.beardedmancoffee.com. Yes. Sweet. Uh, beardedmancoffee.com. How about a little beer next after coffee? Usually it's, that's in reverse, right? But we can do that. Booze and News is up next. And Novel Strand Brewing Company. Do you, you know where Baker is, don't you? Yes, I do. The district. All right. There's a brewing company right there in Tamir. Uh, Dan, it's going to be up next right here. Thank you again. Absolutely. You guys see? You. You're Thank not mad you. at him. Thank Tell him you're not mad at him on the air. Not. It was okay. sort of fun. All right. We'll be back in a flash on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, Greg, everybody, you got to hear this. I'm going to shut up and just let Zach talk. What did you just tell me? Yeah, so uh, beginning 2020, January 1st, the Spice Guy has switched over to 100% compostable packaging. So restaurant, retail, every single way. Uh, speak, like, just touching further on Landon's commitments, like that's something that we felt after 2019 was something that we couldn't keep doing was the plastic. You've seen it in every documentary and all this information and all this stuff on Reddit and on Instagram, and it's disgusting. We personally used about 15,000 square feet stacked five feet high of plastic wow. in 2019. And, you know, we're one company in Aurora, but we're, we're making the switch. So all of our restaurants are starting to get the bags now. People are stoked on them. Uh, we're really stoked on them. And I'm, mostly I'm excited to not just be totally taking it to Mother Earth here anymore. That's why we love this guy. Innovative. And who asked you for it? Nobody. Nobody. nobody you nobody. just did it. Yeah, call from the loins. That's, you know what, that's the true mark of an innovator. You do it on your own. No one asked you for it. Check this guy out. How do we find out more about you? www.thespiceguyco.com. We're the first 7,000 hits on Google. We'll be back. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich. 30 seconds to live read. Acolitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips. Served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must 15. use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Five seconds till I read. Rose Organic and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. All right, back to the show in just a minute. But right now, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Draft systems are everything, especially when you talk to brewers. Breweries want to have the best draft systems, especially if it's in a restaurant, because they want their beer to taste like they brewed it, like they intended it to taste. Tap lines are very important, Right. Oh, yeah, you know this very, line? You don't know this line. Very important. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing, boys? You're, you're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's going to do a build-out, and he's going to do the maintenance for you. Don't pour that tacky beer, just like we need here in the kitchen on our kegerator, right? I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to say anything. <laughs> We've got a kombucha line in here. We tried to put some beer on it. didn't work out. We need the Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Give him a ring, 720 272 3809. One more time. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. 
it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. This news, it's about Baker in the Baker neighborhood. I'm telling you, any more of these days, when you look at the Brewers Association, don't talk about it. You need to have a brewery that's embraced by the neighborhood, and you need to concentrate on the neighbors and pouring in the tap room because growing to big scale and distribution, it's going to throw you on your ear. You're not going to make any money to mirror your, your nod in your head. Is that a yes or a no? Do it's you concur, a, sir? It's a yes. Yeah. That's an absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Chantel. <laughs> Good to have you on here. The future of, of, of brewing in this country is going to be more small breweries serving their community. Uh, there's not going to be as big of a push to sell your beer on the other side of the yeah. country. The, the money's not there anymore. The passion's not there. People are making exceptional beer across the country, everywhere you go. So you don't have to compete with people in Massachusetts or Vermont or Maine or California. Just... Serve your neighborhood, serve your city, serve the suburbs around it. You'll be a happy camper. Novel Strand Brewing Company. That's the one. Baker neighborhood. Wait, it's Cherokee and First. That's the one. Yeah, we're in. Where is the Baker neighborhood? Cherokee and First. Cherokee and First. That's <laughs> south. So just to the west of South Broadway. Beautiful. So like uh, between what's Baker actually between I think Sixth uh, Ave Sixth and Ave, Alameda. Alameda. 25 maybe in Broadway. Right I just say we're like right in the middle between Broadway and Calumet on first. You'll see us. Yeah, you'll see us. Brewing. Uh, brewing. What's, brewing what's is fun. Too. Brewing. <laughs> brewing. Yeah. I am a brewer. Um, well, it's interesting. Some of the things that, uh, boy, I could spend probably two hours with you guys. <laughs> first of all, I, I'll, I'll just go right there. It's great to see uh, a woman of color in this business in, in such a male, white, dominated industry to where there were topics I wanted to talk about, like the Brewers Association saying we need to embrace diversity. I wanted to talk about that topic. And some of the guys around me were like, dude, you're a white guy. You can't sit there and talk about it. You're supposed to talk about it. Otherwise, no one's going to talk about it. Is there anything? I mean, what's your two cents on that? And what are we seeing here? Well, I think it's important to have allies as it is. Like, I come from another industry, which is construction as well, which is extremely male-dominated. So I think having the support of others speaking out for people like us in order to be able to just spread the word, make sure that we're seen, we're, we're heard. That's the day I want. It's like sometimes we, we have women chefs. You just don't even want to even mention. It's just like, all right, we're all people. We're doing yep. it. It's so not that's, that's, that's what that's I say all the things. time. Yeah. We don't look. The, it's not the point. We didn't open a brewery with Chantel and our sure. other partner, our partner Ayana as owners to be able to say, no. look at that. Diversity coming at yeah. you. It, we're humans who had a relationship. Yes. And all of us like beer and said, we're close. We're going to be close for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Let's do something we love and open a brewery. And we happen to look how we look. Right. But why so. not? I mean, you do have a responsibility of sorts kind of when people do look to you and ask those questions yep. to, to have something to say. You know, it's something, it's something that I've learned through in the process. Like, we've been open for about a year and a half. And, like, one of the first things that ever was written about us was, again, who we are, our makeup, um, and whatnot. So I think it was important to accept that and also be able to embrace that. I think in the beginning I was a little shy about it. First of all, I don't like being the center of attention. Um, but also understanding that representation does matter. So it is important to, to speak up about it. Yeah, so. but just think how cool it, if there is a young lady out there that's like, you know what, I just heard that. And I want to follow those footsteps. And oh, I, come do it. We'll give you a job. <laughs> well, Chantel, what got you into it? Uh, this guy. This actually. guy. <laughs> what, the, hey, this guy, what got you into it? Uh, when I was younger, I uh, 
drank a Belgian beer, and I was blown away because it didn't taste like anything I ever had in my life before. And then I wanted to find out why that tasted different from, let's say, German lagers or Danish lagers that were available um, or anything like that. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of got into beer when I was really young. I don't really like drinking alcohol, so oh, really? my obsession yeah, my obsession with beer is mostly flavor. I mean, I don't. Well, and the science behind it, maybe, too. Yeah, I'm a microbiologist. <laughs> Imagine that. I used, to, I used to genetically modify yeast to study, like, human diseases. Did you really? But Belgian beers is actually one of the first styles that I got into, too. Okay. With, so, and I love this because a lot of times you have great discussions over beers. You know, you just throw the beer out there That's and have That's the discussions. point of beer, man. Yeah. Three minutes. Just you guys. Talk about your brand, where you want to go, what 2019 was like, what we want to accomplish in 2020. Just riff. Uh, just we, we made a bunch of beer. A lot of people liked it. We're still making beer. We hope people still like it. Uh, I don't know, man. We make, we don't really follow trends. We don't do necessarily what every other brewery is doing. We, you know, I always joke around that my, my job is to make whatever I want to drink and then convince, if you, else like convince you that you also yeah. like it and want to drink yeah. it. Do you want um, to come to my party? Yeah. So we, we make a lot of hoppy beer. Um, we make a lot of sour and, and microbi, microbial-driven beer. May we? Uh, yeah, we may. That's, that was what, what we What are brought. we imbibing on here? Uh, the best beer we've made ever. So you say what is it? So yes. who says? Uh, so, well, it just got voted for one of the best beers Cheers. in uh, Colorado for 2019 <laughs> by, like, Porch Drinking Magazine. Uh, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon fermented, um, I don't know, Cezanne. Mixed fermentation. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, it doesn't really taste like beer. It tastes like a peach sangria, uh, almost cool. mixed with like a Belgian goose. That's funky. A lot of stone fruit character, even though there's zero fruit in there. It's just the wine barrel and then uh, thyme with, with the bacteria. So the beer is a little over a year old right now. A lot of options, really guys, nice. out here as far really as breweries nice. go, right? We always encourage, you know, go see, yeah. go outside of your area there. Uh, check something else. Spend 30 seconds and talk about the tap room. I think one of the things that I like the most about it, being right embedded in the neighborhood, is just like a really warm space. There's nothing um, extra about it. It's very, very uh, basic. Brick, wood, like warm TVs? colors. We don't no have TVs. TVs. There you go. That distinguishes yourself right there. No games then? Are you doing games? There are games. Board games. Yeah. Back uh, we actually just started a mural on the wall by one of our artists. Uh, kind of like Hoffman. Horse and Dragon in uh, Fort Collins. They don't. It's like sit down and actually talk yeah, to each actually other. Actually talk to each other. Um, enjoy a beer. Sessionable beers for the most part, which is what we have. Yeah, beers that aren't necessarily just booze bombs uh so for me really uh, beer is beer is history beer is civilization beer we have evidence that it was one of the first things that made us settle down as but was it any good i don't know it was good enough it was good enough for a dude to say i'm not gonna go hunting i'm gonna sit here and drink beer can we come visit you your neighbors of ours we're gonna come visit you this next week or two welcome come visit you bring the camera crew sit down we'll talk some more we're making the guys are great chunked up thank you so much thank Thank you thank you delicious beer and you're right thanks it's better when it's not on a dirty tap line (laughs) thank you so much all right we got to thank everybody for being here tonight great show Great place, the Modern Eater Show, iHeartRadio. Thank you, everybody involved. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Jay Farner.